Welcome to the Fit Life with MJ podcast, where you'll learn how to take complete control of your mind and body to become unstoppably confident and create a life you cannot get enough of. Listen in as I drop weekly real and raw solo apps and interviews with industry professionals, teaching you not only how to overcome your self-doubt and limiting mindsets, but also learn how to navigate the BS of the health industry. Avoid being tricked by health gimmicks and discover how to lose your unwanted weight and get into your best shape the right and sustainable way for you. Because truly, becoming the best version of yourself requires not only being in complete control of your own mind and emotions, but also being in your best physical shape. I'm your host, MJ, a certified personal trainer, nutrition and mindset coach, and the creator of Forever Fit, my online health and mindset program. And I'm here to help you become unstoppable. I cannot wait to share today's episode with you. So let's get into it. Hello fam, welcome to the Fit Life with MJ podcast. This is a very exciting episode today. Since I decided to launch this podcast, I have had this guy in my sights to come on because he's an absolute bloody legend in the fitness coaching space, but also the mindset and self-awareness space, which really excites me because you guys know how much I love bringing these two together. So having Danny on the podcast is really, really exciting. Danny is an amazing trainer. He has worked with very many high-profile athletes, which you'll hear about in our episode today, and also is the master strength trainer for Keep It Cleaner and their fitness app. So I'm excited for you guys to meet him. Let's not spend any more time with me talking. Let's get into it. How are you, Danny? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. It is my absolute pleasure. I've never been more excited. My first question, <laughs> because I think something that a lot of people um, would love to know about someone who has risen to the level that you're at with your training, where did it all begin for you? What originally got you into fitness? So I grew up playing football and basketball um, as a kid and I grew up in country Victoria and uh, was always into my sport and probably more so from the fitness side of things, more so running and like the cardio fitness um, side of things with football and, and basketball. So I, I always prioritize basketball over footy, but um, as I said, I loved running and I got to about 15 or 16 years old and um, I'm around 182 centimeters, which is not that tall, but I pretty much was at that height from quite early, from quite early on. Um, and I was weighing like just on 60 kilos. So I was, I was super underweight. Um, I was overtraining a lot. And one of my basketball coaches said that I should get in the gym and try and put on some muscle and get a bit stronger, um, which would help with, with my basketball. So I got in the gym, uh, initially I absolutely hated it for the first few weeks, to be honest, because I was so used to the feeling of running and cardio and, and making sure your heart rate was up the whole time. So starting to lift weights and whatnot was very foreign to me, but within maybe a month, once I started to see physical results and started to feel the difference mentally as well in terms of confidence and uh, yeah, self-belief and just the discipline that was required to show up um, each week and make progress and then seeing the progressive overload and whatnot, I I quickly fell in love with it and then um, yeah, just went all in with it. It was, it was a passion of mine straight away. So I was still playing 
footy and basketball, I eventually, um, once I finished year 12, moved to Melbourne for basketball full-time for a couple of years. And by that stage, I was just obsessed with, with anything to do with health and fitness. So I was studying anything and everything I possibly could around strength training, around nutrition, all of it. I just absolutely loved it. And I actually did my personal training qualification separate to school, just online in year 11 or 12, I think it was. Um, at that stage, I didn't really have any intention to use it. It was more so just, I just wanted to learn more um, and then also have the qualification in case I ever wanted to do anything with it. And then, yeah, I moved to Melbourne um, after year 12. Uh, so by that stage, I'd been in the gym for, you know, whatever it was, three, four, three or four years, whatever, um, and thought that I'd made a lot of progress. And I had, but at the same time, I was still like 62, 63 kilos. I was obsessed with trying to be lean. Um, I'd By that point, I'd tried everything under the sun in terms of training and nutrition. And when I look back at it now, it was a blessing because I, I learned so much. I basically learned all the shit that you shouldn't do. Um, and then once I moved to Melbourne, I started to learn from more reputable sources when it comes to training and nutrition more evidence-based stuff. And in those two years, I saw massive changes in my physique once I started to apply that knowledge. And yeah, it got to the end of that second year. I had an ankle reconstruction and I decided to step away from basketball, which was a big decision and, and go all in um, with a career in health and fitness and coaching people. And then very quickly, that obsession from trying to be the best I could be within as a basketballer, then switched over to trying to impact as many people as I could to help them feel the feel and see the changes that I had seen and, and felt um, since stepping into the gym and applying all this knowledge with understanding how to eat for long-term results, um, understanding how to build muscle mass, understanding how to completely transform your body in the gym. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. since that day, it's just continued to evolve. Like I, I'm still obviously obsessed with, with it, uh, learn as much as I can and have just used different uh, avenues along the way to impact more people, whether it be online or with the podcast or whatever. So that's kind of where it all started. Um, and yeah, I think like the, the mindset that I applied from being an athlete then carried across to being a coach and running a business and, um, and yeah, it's just continued to evolve. Yeah. Oh, I've just, I've watched your evolution just in the short time that we've known each other as well. And having heard your story, which I've obviously been following your story and your socials. So I know a lot of your background from that as well, but just watching your rise. And I love how you've taken what you learned along the way and then turned that into your specific style of coaching. And like, mm. I guess with most coaches, how it stems from the lessons you learned and the mistakes you made, which usually ends up being the coaching route you go down. In terms of just, I guess, for our listeners, so they've got an idea of exactly sort of what it is that you specialize in, what are the the main key styles of training that you focus in on for your clients? So after the first couple of years as a PT, I was caught in the trap of just trying to be the jack of all trades when it came to coaching people. Um, But I very quickly learned that what I was more interested in is the style of coaching that I wanted to push out to my audience and that's the type of client that I wanted to attract because I was attracting a bunch of different clients and not enjoying a lot of them not because they were bad people or anything but just because they their goals weren't aligned with what I enjoyed doing so once I figured that out I really started to push all of my content towards what I enjoyed which was strength training and you know resistance training um, to build muscle tissue but at the same time 
understanding how to apply things like uh, high intensity interval training or if you prefer longer steady state cardio whatever it may be um and then also using like flexible dieting and tracking macros to to completely take control of your nutrition and get rid of all the guesswork so it was a bit of a mix between just debunking a lot of myths that had been um pushed in the fitness industry in terms of like how do you, how you need to lose fat like helping people understand that you don't need to suffer immensely just to get in shape or you don't need to do hours of cardio to get lean so as you mentioned i was just documenting everything that i was doing which um you know the first within the first year of like going full-time with coaching i was also competing um in men's physique so i was just documenting like how i was getting in just the most ridiculous shape that i'd ever been in and when i was showing people that i was pretty much doing zero cardio i was lifting weights five, six times a week. I was still eating things that I would typically eat normally, but just making sure my numbers were, it was a lot more disciplined with my numbers. That's when people started to kind of see that, you know, it's, it doesn't have to, like all the old traditional ways don't have to be used in terms of getting in shape. And, and the more I kind of started to figure all that stuff out because it was a game changer for me because I'd been in the mindset of what most people were and, and still are to this day type of thing in terms of if I want to get in shape, I need to cut out all like bad food. I need to do a shitload of cardio. I need to, you know, when I first started in the gym, one of the main things I still remember, I got given a program from a, a PT in the gym that I started in. And it was like, it was like, it was a really good program when I think about it now, but it was like sets of reps of five to eight reps and stuff like that. And in my mind, I remember saying to a friend, I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to get too big. So I want to just keep my reps higher. And when I think about it now, it's just like fucking ridiculous. But it was all because I was stuck in that headspace of like, I need to just do, I need to basically leave the gym feeling like it was the hardest session I've ever done. Otherwise I won't see results. Or if I lift weights, I'm going to get big and bulky and all that type of crap. But once I very quickly figured out that that's not the case, then I really wanted to push that message to as many people as I could. And, mm. you know, that included a lot of females as well, obviously within the um, health and fitness industry, particularly with females, there's a big misconception around lifting weights and whatnot. So as I progressed over those first few years in particular, it was a bit of a mix of, you know, training athletes and um, training people who just wanted to build muscle mass as well. But at the same time, helping debunk a lot of um, misconceptions around what lifting weights will do to you and, and, and really showing the benefits of strength training and the benefits of understanding your nutrition and not having to just follow a meal plan that's been given to you without any understanding as to why you're doing it. So yeah, that's kind of how it, how it evolved and that's mm. still kind of what it is to this day. And that's why I love you so much and what you do because, and, and that's what drew me to you when we first sort of crossed paths is because you do have that no BS approach, which I'm all about as well. Just debunking the crap that people fall victim to because that's what the industry mm. pushes and just showing people that it's not really as hard as it gets made out to be. And, um, mm -hmm. and obviously what I also love is the way that you have been able to train so many athletes. Obviously these people, their career depends on their physical abilities and you're able to take your no BS approach to what they do and teach them and coach them and they get the results, which then can show everybody else, especially our listeners. I'm going to get them to follow you as well. Um, they can then <laughs> yeah. see, hang on a sec, this is actually proven to work. You know, the, you don't have to use all of the latest fads to get results. 
and yeah, I, I love that you have yeah. that look and that and I think, really drive home. I think as well, like working with the athletes, for example, obviously there's certain aspects of their training, which is not applicable to most people um, because it's their job and they're very specific yeah. and they're prioritizing. That's their main priority and not everyone can do that. But with nutrition, for example, there is no difference. It's like the the approach that I am teaching to a full-time professional athlete or like an Olympian or whoever is the exact same approach that I would give to, you know, someone who works a nine to five and goes to the gym three days a week. So, Yes, I, I absolutely love how you do use that flexible dieting approach to really make it so much easier for just the everyday person because everyone's lifestyle is so different and there's so many people out there that mm. think they have to stick to really strict protocols just to get results. So especially seeing you treat the athletes and non-athletes with that same sort of approach, I think it gives people a lot of hope to be able to achieve their results a lot more easily too. Yeah, it's a lot more realistic. And as I said, it, it gives people the actual confidence that the approach they're following is working. And Absolutely. when you have that confidence, you're not questioning everything all the time and you're not chopping and changing. You're just staying consistent. Those efforts are compounding. And when you're seeing results, all of a sudden it becomes a lot more enjoyable process than what it is when you're constantly stressed or worried about what, what you're doing or looking for the next, the next best thing or the secret mm. type thing. Exactly. Yeah. And you just tend to stay more motivated that way as well. I love it. And the other thing I love about what you do so much with your training is now, obviously I'm seeing you speak a lot more about it too, which excites me to no end is the way that you're really emphasizing mindset and self-awareness and Mm. the power of our mind. And um, I'd love you to tell me what was it that actually sparked your interest in that area and want, and made you want to bring that into your coaching? Again, probably through my own experiences. So as you mentioned earlier, like everything that I push on my socials or podcast or whatever, I never really talk about stuff that I don't know about. So it's usually just me going out, trying something, experiencing it and sharing what I found. And and even when I'm talking about it, I'm never really telling people like, you got to do this, you got to do that. This is the only way to do this, the only way to do that. It's more so, here's what I found, do what you want with it. So with nutrition, with the mindset side of things, for example, Um, you know, I first started, um, diving down the, the rabbit hole of personal development, probably around 2017, 2016. And, um, I started meditating in 2017. Um, I made the goal that I would meditate every single day for the year of 2017. Um, and at that time I I achieved the goal, but I was literally meditating for like three to 10 minutes, 10 being the absolute max. And most days it was literally just like, get it done so I can tick it off. But I read a book by Robin Sharma called The Greatness Guide and that was what really sparked my interest in personal development and the power of the mind and just this whole new world that I'd never really tapped into. I'd always relied on hard work, discipline, work harder than everyone else, you know, bulletproof mindset, all this type of stuff, which I still think is very important. You need to have that relentlessness and the resilience. But at the same time, your mental health is extremely important, just as if not more important as your physical health. So. I then started diving into things like breath work. Um, you know, I did a, a workshop um, on the Wim Hof breath work technique and cold showers and ice baths and stuff. I just was just found so much interest and passion in personal development because I was learning so much about myself. I was just reading a shitload of books, listening to a lot of audio books, 
had some really cool guests on the podcast who sparked even more interest in things like law of attraction and the law of vibration and manifestation and all that stuff. And it just opened up this whole new world for me. So once again, once I started to apply these things in my own life and see the difference it was making for me in terms of reducing anxiety, um, allowing me to live more towards my full potential and expand my mindset to what's truly possible and not be caged in this little box. Even though I thought before I was Mm -hmm. really pushing the limits, which I was, I also was still letting my own limiting beliefs kind of dictate what was possible for me. So I wanted to break out of that and, and I'm still in the process of doing that, but it's obviously evolved a lot to the point where, you know, I've really dived into meditation now. Um, to a much deeper level. So, you know, most days I'm meditating for an hour now uh, and I absolutely love it. Breath work most days, things like journaling, um, all this type of stuff. And and just the more I've learned about it, it's funny, like I am obviously still extremely passionate about health and fitness and I always will be. But the feeling that I have now around personal development is very similar to what I had for basketball than what I had for personal training and coaching and then now if I have free time, I'm, I'm really kind of continuing to just learn more about how I can better myself. And I've seen the impact that can have on, on people's lives. And obviously getting in shape, taking care of your health and fitness has a massive impact on your life. And I take it very seriously. And, um, and I think it's, it's such an awesome opportunity to help people with that. But at the same time, what I've found now is that that you're kind of limited to how much impact you can have with that. Once you've given someone the tools, once they have an understanding of it, I can be there to be account to keep you accountable. I can continue to push you physically, but if your mindset is not locked in, if your mindset is limited and you're in a lack mindset and you're constantly living the same story and program on repeat and wondering why life's not getting better or things aren't changing, then the training and nutrition is only going to get you so far. So now by incorporating the both, um, I just found I was having conversations with friends or clients that one sentence would literally light them up and completely spark this change in their mindset, which has the potential to impact the rest of their life. So when I saw that and I knew the difference it had made for me, I almost felt um, obligated to share this with more people. And obviously it's slight skew from just my typical uh, niche health and fitness stuff, but I didn't care. I was like, I, I just, I just know that this can have the imp- uh, have a potential to impact a lot of people, and I want to share it. So that's what I've started doing, and it's been fun. Like, as I said, I'm still majority of my work is still health and fitness, and coaching, and nutrition, and whatnot. But what really lights me up now is having conversations with people that I know there's potential to completely change their whole perspective and their whole level of awareness and consciousness in a conversation, and that's exciting to me. So mm-hmm. I've started doing more of it, and yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. I just, I had tingles the whole time you were talking just then because you're literally just speaking my language. I I agree a million percent. Nothing else matters. No nutrition, exercise, none of it can be effective if the mind isn't there to adhere to it or care about it. And the other thing I love about combining health and personal development is that your mind literally is the key that determines the actions you take, therefore the life you're able to live and how you feel on a daily basis and the actions you take to create, you know, the life that you want. But you have to have a healthy body to be able to carry you through that. 
And there's not a lot of mm. people out there who are really talking about both. There's health and fitness coaches and there's mindset coaches, but you very rarely see both combined. And I love that you actually do have both of those things as well. And I noticed in, even in my own coaching, um, I was doing my own personal development work, but it wasn't part of my program until I realized most of the questions I was answering for my clients were mindset and motivation based, which all comes from a lack and self-doubt mentality. That's when I started introducing mm -hmm. it. So I love that you said that as well, because it just helps, I guess, even the listeners to just drive that home to help them realize they're probably not really unmotivated. They're just doubting themselves and that can be easily fixed for them to really unlock their potential. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the breakthrough um, realizations for me was that if I have a set of beliefs or if I have a, a level of awareness or a level of, you know, vibration that I'm operating on a frequency I'm operating on daily, daily. And that's the same thing that I'm operating, the same perspective and same lens that I'm seeing the world from every single day, then the chances of things changing drastically are very low. Even, you know, things will get, you know, you still have the ability to achieve great things. You still have the ability to, to do great things and, and whatever. But if I'm just, if I'm just boxing myself in this, this small little box here, because that's all I've been exposed to, or that's all I think I'm capable of, or if I have a set of limiting beliefs that I see the world from, then it doesn't matter what I do. The outcome is going to be very similar, if not the same. And it's subconscious a lot of the time, obviously, the limiting belief side of things. So what I quickly realized, and, and even recently doing a meditation retreat with Joe Dispenza, in my meditations, the problems, not the problems, but the resistance and the things that were coming up in my meditations that I thought were just, you know, relevant to the meditation itself actually carry across to basically everything else I do as well. So when I was sitting in a meditation and I'd get to the point where I was judging the meditation as a win or a loss, or I was forcing an outcome in the meditation, or I was trying too hard in a meditation, or I was feeling this resistance. And then every time I got to that, I would kind of just switch off and, and not keep going because I was just thinking about how much fucking long is left of the meditation. It's like all of these things carry across to everything else that I'm doing as well. So in my work am i forcing outcomes too much am i tying my my um identity or my level of awareness too much to an outcome when and then not enjoying the process as much am i getting to a point in my business where when there's resistance i kind of shy away a bit and then go back to what's comfortable and not step into the discomfort and the unknown like all these little things they carry across to everything so it's not just you're not just meditating just so you can walk around and feel like a yogi it's like all of this stuff applies to everything. And once you start to see that difference, mm. it, you just you just realize once you go down the path of personal development, you start to see a lot of people that you just know that if they went all in with, with, with their personal development or even just some parts of personal development, their life could drastically change for the better. So once you realize that, you can't push it on other people, but I just find what I've learned is that you've just got to, lead by example, just keep sharing what you're experiencing, keep pushing your message, be consistent with it. And then the right people will come along. Um, and it's not about, as I said before, it's like what I was finding in my meditation. It's not about forcing outcomes. It's just like everything happens for you, not to you. So it's, it's just letting 
yeah. what happens happen and um and the the higher level of awareness and consciousness you can operate from on a daily basis basis and the more you're open to be exposed to the the higher the likelihood that you're gonna have a pretty awesome life spot on honestly oh my gosh i'm just sitting here just soaking up everything you're saying like yeah 100 <laughs> percent. and i hope everyone listening to this just rewinds that last bit and just plays it on repeat because it couldn't be more true it really couldn't i just absolutely love it what i guess to a specific point what would be probably your biggest piece of advice for someone listening to this right now who is really struggling to find that consistency in their health and wanting to really develop that um, removal of their self-doubt and limiting beliefs? I think firstly, you have to be willing to kind of get uncomfortable. Um, And what I mean by that is you need to firstly identify like what are the things that are holding you back? Like what are these limiting beliefs like where where's your triggers where's the things that frustrate you where the things that you find yourself constantly stuck with then start to you know peel back the layers a bit like all right what figure out the underlying reason as to why once you have that understanding it's not going to change overnight but you then have the awareness around it because if you don't even have that then you're never going to make much of a change once you have that understanding it's then starting to reach and look for evidence as to why that's not true or how, how that can change or someone else who has been able to be from that position and, and, and have a different outcome. And then it's just a matter of becoming aware of it and then gradually changing it over time and making different mm-hmm. choices. But when you talk about consistency, I think so many people, and I found this definitely in fitness, but even within personal development too, is that a lot of people just rely on motivation. So motivation is never going to be high all the time. And like my motivation is fucking up and down like every week, but the key to, to being able to push past that is not relying on the motivation. It's, it's putting, it's putting together a, a bunch of habits that become part of like who you are as a person. So I've been talking to my fitness clients lately around about this. If you want to get in shape and you're not in shape at the moment, you can't just do the things you can't just, Look at what you need to tick off each day, tick it off, feel good about it, follow a meal plan, try and drink more water, all this type of shit. And then just at the end of the week, you know, you probably will see results, but it's not going to be lasting. It's like when someone does a, Mm. and I obviously sell programs and coach people on programs that only last eight, 12, 10, however many weeks. But I always try and give people the tools to make sure this doesn't just last eight or 10 or 12 weeks. This carries on. So for someone who's doing like a fitness program for 10 weeks, 99% 99% of the time in their mind, they've already, they've already committed to only doing 10 weeks. So they're just following shit to do for 10 weeks, stuff they've been told to do or stuff they know they should do. And they see good results, but then at the end of the 10 weeks, you go back to normal, back to how you were before because nothing's actually changed in terms of your habits. So I'm a massive believer in whether it's with your fitness, whether it's with business, finances, relationship, whatever it is, you have to embody the version of yourself that you want to become before it's a reality so if i'm trying to get in shape i need to look at all right someone who is in shape all the time how do they think what are their habits that they carry out daily like what are the choices they're making daily what is their energy like what is their their actions what are their you know and if you can start to become that version of yourself now and and make these um things that are going to help you get from where you are to where you want to be 
habits, then all of a sudden when you wake up in the morning, you're not thinking, oh, fuck, I need to meditate. You wake up in the morning and you go, you just do it because it's part of who you are. Like you are someone who meditates. You're not someone, you're not just a person who does a meditation. Like meditation is just part of your day or training is just part of your day or eating well and hydrating is part of your day and focusing on your sleep, whatever it is. So I think if, if you can focus more on habits, more so than motivation because habits outweigh motivation yes. all the time because then on the days where you're not motivated, you're still doing the shit that needs to be done, not because you are all hyped up and you want to do it. It's just because that's who you are. Absolutely, yes. I've even taken it to the level of saying to my fit fam, I say it all the time and I say it a lot of my socials as well, is motivation, I feel like the word motivation, a lot of people use it the wrong way to say, oh, I'm just not motivated today, so I won't do it. Whereas I like to look at it as you are motivated because you want the outcome. The only two things you need is a plan that you know will work and Mm -hmm. to just get in and do the thing even when you don't feel like it and don't get feeling motivated, being confused with being in the mood to do it. And identify as a healthy person instead of an unhealthy person who's on a diet. Yeah, you change that identity um, in your mind and start just inherently, yeah. Well, put it this way. If you only show up when you're motivated, you'll never get anywhere. Exactly. Pretty simple. Yeah, that's pretty simple. right. I love it. Yeah. What would be one of the biggest struggles that you feel like you've had to overcome in that sense so that I guess the listeners can hear that and think, okay, I'm not alone in that area? Um. One of the biggest struggles, I think a couple of things that stick out. Um, the first one, it was quite early on. I was very caught up in uh, being a people pleaser pretty much. So so worried about the opinions of other people. Um, I think a lot of shit that happened early on, particularly with sport, ingrained a lot of um, – resilience and and got rid of fear of failure and rejection for me and and later on that's played out obviously in my favor but I I never really I was always worried about what everyone else thought Um, and once I let go of that then that's when I started to feel much happier that's when my life started to get a lot better and I started to attract the actual right people into my life and not I wasn't focused on trying to keep people in my life because I thought I wanted to be part of their friends group or whatever. It was like, all right, I'm just going to be myself, be authentic and the right people will show up. And, and they did. And also a lot of the worries that I had beforehand were just, I realized pretty quickly that I was, it was just unnecessary to even worry about that shit because they weren't anything I should have been worried about. But the other part is identity as well is like not tying, tying your identity to something. So if it's a personal trainer, if it's a professional athlete, if it's a banker, if it's, whatever. Like I am not a personal trainer. It's just something that I do. Like I obviously embody the habits and the energy and stuff of, of the lifestyle that I want to live. But at the same time, when I, when I quit basketball, for example, I found it very hard initially to, to then in my head, I, I had all these thoughts around the fact that, well, all my friends are because of basketball or like the only reason I have like, whatever following or whatever is because of basketball. Cause I do this like outside of that, I basically didn't really feel like I had an identity outside of being a basketballer. And that's a pretty slippery slope. And you see it all the time with athletes when they retire, 
is they think that because they've been a footballer in the AFL for 10 years, that's all they have. But what you see now a lot more is professional athletes pursuing stuff outside of sport as well or, you know, making sure they don't just put all of their eggs into one basket. And obviously you have to, to an extent, to become an elite level professional player or whatever. Um, but at the same time, you have to realize that you like, it's something that you do. You're not that, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah. that's something that I found quite difficult. Um, and then, yeah, they're, they're probably the two main ones. I love that. Yeah. I, I feel like that is a very big struggle that a lot of people have, especially what you riffed on about um, fear of just being yourself and fear of rejection and, and letting go of the people who are around you at the moment. Cause anyone who does want to develop and outgrow where they're at now, that fear can quite often hold them back. So to hear you say that is absolutely spot on. Yeah. I love it. We are sadly because of some technical issues at the start running out of time for me to ask all of the other questions that I wanted to get through with you today. But one of the biggest ones that I do want to ask you is to date, what would you say is your proudest moment, whether it be as a coach, as an athlete, as a, um, as a mindset mentor, what, what would be your proudest thing or your most proud moment? Mm. That's a tough one, to be honest. Um, I think not necessarily a moment, but um, it's kind of two things to stick out. There's no real moment for me, I don't think. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably a few. I guess one of the mo- one moment that sticks out to me is the first time I stepped on stage as a um, men's physique competitor, as a bodybuilder, because it wasn't anything that any of my friends did. That was like the moment where I was like, I genuinely don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. But, and prior to that, I had. So for me to do that, it took mm. a massive amount of of letting go of ego, letting go of um, what people thought of me, obviously a fair bit of courage to do something like that, in my opinion. And by doing it, it allowed me to grow as a person significantly from just that one fucking, mm. the first time I stepped on stage. The next thing that I guess I'm proud of is... Um, uh, is pushing like say for example like something like the podcast is something i think about quite a lot when i first started the podcast um not many people were doing it i had the first year to two years was very 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 slow um and the fact i just knew then that if i continued to be consistent with it put out an episode every week continue to you know, get better at the skill of podcasting and communicating properly and interviewing or whatever it is, keep trying to get good guests on, keep providing as much value as possible that at some point it will gain traction. And and when, when it does, then there's going to be a lot of episodes there for people to come back to. And there's going to be a lot of people that I'll be able to help with it. So again, it's not really a moment, but the fact that I stuck it out and didn't just allow like the external result to dictate what are my action, my next actions. And I just kind of stuck true to the 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 path and the mission with what I wanted to achieve and then get now it's at the point where there are a lot of people listening to it I'm super glad that I did that and you know I'm, I'm happy about the fact that I stuck it out and didn't let the lack of downloads or whatever I didn't let that deter the direction that the show is going in because now it's been able to impact so many people and you know something that the most favorite part for me about what I do is 
is just getting feedback from people, whether it's someone who's listened to the podcast, whether, whether it's someone who's done one of my programs, whether it's someone who's just seen a post on social media and taken a lot away from it. It's just, it makes it all worth it. Like there's always going to be weeks and days and shit like that where it feels like you kind of just banging your head against the wall. But when you get that one email or that one message that, mm. that makes it all worth it. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked with that. I love that. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, we speak the same language in that regard to live to help people become a better version of themselves. And I absolutely bloody love your podcast. It's always on the top of my Spotify list. I, I listen to podcasts while I'm working and it's definitely, I, <laughs> yeah, I love hearing all of the interviews you do about mindset um, expansiveness mm. as well. Um, I think what excites me so much about this episode too is anyone who's listening can really take away from what you've said and understand, you know, where you've come from, the struggles that you went through and where you started out in your career as a, as an athlete to see what you've been able to achieve by just pushing through that self-doubt, working on your personal development, combining health and personal development to be able to get to where you are now and really use that as inspiration to know that they can achieve it too. So I, before we wrap up, I would love to get you to just share where people can find you on socials and obviously your podcast, the fitness and lifestyle podcast, they can follow that on any uh, podcast platforms and the programs mm -hmm. that you've got that they could look at doing if they feel like they would love your help. Yeah, sure. I don't want to plug too much, but you can just find any of my stuff at, um, as you mentioned, the fitness and lifestyle podcast or my Instagram at uh, DJK fitness um, and all the stuff that you need will be in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Um, hopefully the audience has enjoyed the episode and taken some value from it. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to people hearing it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on and fam, I will drop links for Danny's socials and his website in the show notes for you to find him more easily there as well. And I really do not feel like this is going to be the last time that we're going to speak. <laughs> uh, we'll have to jump on again for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. And I just know that all of my listeners are going to froth on this episode. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and got value from this episode. If you did, please remember to hop over to the review section and leave us a five-star review to help us reach and inspire more people to live their best lives. Also, remember any links mentioned in this episode are available in the show notes for you now. I cannot wait to speak to you again in the next episode.